Good morning, Hills family. Welcome again to Resurrection Sunday. Ain't we blessed that we made it this far? God is so good. We had amazing worship this morning, and we're going to continue into the Word, and we're going to have some time this morning to serve communion within our own families and within our homes. And I want to encourage you to be prepared and open up your heart this morning as we open up the Word of God and celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Saviour. The message um, this morning is called, He Changed Everything. And I want to encourage us this morning that um, because of what he done on the cross, but more importantly, for the power of the resurrection, he changed everything in your life and he changed everything in our life. So if you can, grab your Bibles, grab your tablets, grab your pens and your papers, and let's open up the Bible to Philippians 3 verses 10 to 11. Philippians 3 verses 10 to 11. And the word of God says this. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. This is poor speaking. And the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may obtain to the resurrection from the dead. If you're tuning in for the first time this morning, I also want to welcome you. It is good that you are here with us this morning. Jesus is risen. And I hope you're sitting in your home saying he is risen indeed. I love the fact this morning that this appointment with each and every one of us on this Resurrection Sunday has been on the heart of the Father even before time began. And him hanging on the cross and him going into the tomb and him um, descending to hell for the keys and him ascending again. Um, he had you on his mind. And we are here to celebrate one of the most important days of the year for the lives of all believers on this earth, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. This message cannot be ignored. For so many, this day is viewed as a great historical event, and that's all it's viewed as. It's a day that you pause and you, in reverence of what Jesus has done for our lives, but can I challenge us this morning that when Jesus rose from the dead, God released a power into the world that could not be stopped. This power now resides in millions and millions of people around the world. It reaches from generation to generation. It expands from one century to the next and it never, ever loses its power. What happened that Resurrection Sunday must be our point of reference that will help you and I understand any situation that we may find ourselves in. It demonstrates God's attitude towards us, His love and His power. And with it comes a feast of hope for everybody who celebrates in that this morning. So this morning, let us look at what Paul is saying to us in this particular reading. He starts by saying these words. He says that I may know him. Friends, this morning, this should be our ultimate goal. Our ultimate goal should be that we may know him. Jesus himself says to, this to us in the book of John 17 verse 3. He says, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. 
like any relationship, friends, we must cultivate it. We must spend time together getting to know one another. We get to know by conversation, by uh, hanging around each other uh, for long periods of time. We get to know each other by shared experiences. And like every relationship, we learn about our histories, we learn about family, um, and we learn what we like and what we dislike. and, And that's how we cultivate relationships. And also during our time of cultivation, we share our dreams and aspirations and and we share our future hopes. And like any relationship, we can also offend one another and it's easy to do. Uh, We don't mean to do it, but sometimes it does happen. And so when we offend our friends or uh, that we are building and cultivating relationships, we are quick to forgive and we're quick to say sorry and apologize. And then we learn to work through those difficult times. You know, this is the same in our personal relationship with Christ. Jesus is not a thing. Jesus isn't a theology. Jesus is a person. He is God, but he's also man. And Paul wanted you and I to know that, and Paul wants you and I to know Jesus Christ as both God and as man. And he himself wanted to know him that way. And there are many ways that we can know someone. We can have a basic knowledge of knowing someone. We can say, um, I can say to you this morning, like I've said many, many times, that I know the Queen. I uh, I know her. Um, but the truth is, I know about the Queen. I don't really know her. You and I can know pers- a person by um, having an association with them or a casual relationships with them. And there are some people that I can say that I know, um, but actually I don't really know them. I may have met them a few times. I may have spoken to them a couple of times, but I don't really, really know them. We can know a person in our private times, you know, when we personally have a personal relationship and a really great friendship with them and they're very close to us and there are some people um, that we know really, really well. And we can know them so deeply in our lives that our lives are intertwined with one another and, and there are many of us that we have friends and family in our lives that we know them so well that they're intertwined with us. You see, Paul wanted this type of relationship with his Savior. He wanted to know God. He wanted to know Jesus in this kind of way. He wanted to see deeply into Christ's heart so that he may become more like him. Coming to know Christ in such a real and personal way um, will change our lives, and it, it should change our lives. In the book of 2 Corinthians um, 3, verse 18, it says these words, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, and being transformed in the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. You see, our relationship with the Lord will transform us into the very image of God. The word transform means a metamorphosis. Metamorphosis is a progress, is a progress whereby something or someone is completely changed into another form. 
It is a change of appearance, it's a change of character, it's a change of our condition and our function. It's what happens to the butterfly through the process of metamorphosis. God's miraculously, he miraculously transforms an ugly uh, worm into a beautiful butterfly through the power of God's word. And by his spirit, God can change a sinful and selfish person into someone that reflects his image. We might say that our baptism into the death and burial and resurrection of Jesus Christ is our metamorphosis this morning. And that is what Paul wanted more than anything else. He says that I may know him. That word know uh, means to come to know by experience. And I want us to be encouraged that that should be on our heart this morning as a church and as a people, that we will know him, not by what others say, not by what others experience, but by our own experience. Paul wanted to know by his own personal experience. And we should have that desire this morning to know Jesus by our own experience. And this knowing Christ it has a threefold experience. And, and Paul says this in this particular passage. It's threefold. He talks about Christ's resurrection. He talks about Christ's suffering. And he talks about Christ's death. Let us look at each of these this morning. Christ's resurrection. Paul came to experience and know the power of the resurrected Lord when he was struck down on the road of Damascus. His conversion, it was so dramatic. You know, I've never experienced something like that. When I gave my heart to Jesus, I didn't have this type of experience, but Paul did. And each one of us requires the same mighty power of a risen Lord because we all require God to raise us. It takes this power to open up blind eyes so that they can turn from darkness to light, to deliver the captives from Satan's dominion to God's kingdom. Let us look at each of these this morning. First one, Christ's resurrection. See, Paul came to know and experience the power of God's uh, of the resurrection of the Lord, when he was struck down on the road of Damascus. His conversion was so dramatic, and I've never experienced that before, but Paul did. And each of us require that same mighty power of the risen Lord, the risen Lord, because we all require God to raise us. You know, it takes the resurrection power to open up blind eyes so that they can turn from darkness to light, to deliver the captives from the Satan's domain, into the kingdom of God. This cannot be accomplished through human um, involvement, nor can it be accomplished through self-improvement programs or a three-step program. This requires the same mighty power of God that raised Jesus from the dead. That same resurrection power is necessary to sustain you and I to walk in victory over sin. I want to say that again this morning, friends, that the same resurrection power is necessary to sustain you and I to walk in victory over sin. Paul explains these words in the book of Romans 8, 11. He says these words to us. He says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, 
He who raised Christ from the dead will always give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. The same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power that dwells in you and I. Aren't we excited this morning that the same power that that rose Jesus from the dead dwells in you and and he dwells in me too? He gives you and I the power over sin. And it is this and it is um, this power that is still activated in our lives today. Friends, we have to learn to live in the power of Christ's resurrection. Let this be our point of reference this morning. And because of the power that resides in you and I, we can experience victory over self. Because of the power that indwells you and I, we can experience victory over sin. Because of the power that dwells in you and I, we can experience um, victory over flesh. The same power that gives you the ability to overcome sin in your life is the same power that rose Jesus from the dead. We need to walk in that this morning. We need to declare that. We need to act on that. We need to be thankful for that. This is Resurrection Sunday. We've got to rejoice in that. Isn't God good? Now look. Now let's look at Christ's suffering. Paul says that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. Our Savior came to suffer on the cross for our sins. Friends, he learned obedience through the things that he suffered. His suffering for our sins on the cross was the ultimate test of his submission to the will of his Father in heaven. And if we are going to be like him, we must learn to obey God even through our sufferings and our hard times and our trials. I'm sure that Paul wanted Christ in his moments and during his times to be with him in fellowship during his own personal sufferings like you and I want him to be. But he also wanted to fellowship with Christ in Christ's own suffering. Whenever we suffer for the name and the cause of Jesus Christ, we share in his suffering. And no doubt Paul did so as well. During this time, I'm reminded of the book of Job, the largest book in the Bible, placed right in the center of the Bible. And it is an example for you and I um, of faith during dark seasons. God intends us all to use the book of Job as a road map on our journey through our dark nights. Also, keeping in mind that the end of the road for Job's life, the Bible says that Job saw God as he'd never seen him before, and his life was changed forever. Through Job's darkest night, at the end of that, Job saw God. Life itself includes suffering, but God is above it all. He is preparing us for a future which he alone knows. He is preparing us as his bride. So he not only wants us to make be made perfect and holy, he wants us to be established. He wants us to be strengthened. He wants us to be grounded in him. And he always wants us to be in him and with him. So this morning, 
in whatever you and I may be facing, maybe we you are going through your personal tragedy or maybe you are going through a, a really hard time in your life, I want you to know that God is above that, that God is above your circumstances and your suffering. Now let's look at Christ's death this morning. Paul says that I may know him, the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. This phase is related to the fellowship of his suffering and out of suffering this grows, death. See, Jesus used death to accomplish his own purpose. He chose to use death as a mean to bring forth life. He conquered death, friends. He conquered death. And his death brought forth an increase. His death brought forth multiplication and more power and more life. Look at your own life this morning. Because of his death, you and I have life. God will bring you through seasons where it seems that all is lost. He will bring you through seasons when things look bad and hopeless. His death on the cross was the end of our sin. His death to sin reached you and I. Conformity to Christ's death is the power to keep us away from sin and overcome sin. Let me say this, that Christ laid down his life so that we can be raised up. You are alive in him. You meant so much that the flesh of Jesus Christ hung on the cross so that we will have access to the power that raised Christ from the dead to overcome sin, to overcome our flesh, daily dying to our flesh and its desires, daily dying to our flesh and its temptations. Philippians is a reminder to you and I this morning that we need to know God, that we need to know and walk in his power of the resurrection, that in that we need, we will have suffering, in that we'll be conformed to his death. I want you to know this morning before I finish that God is greater in you than any circumstances, than anything that you may be going through. Death has no sting. The grave has been conquered. You are a powerful weapon in the hands of our Father this morning. On this Resurrection Sunday, let this message of encouragement be very clear. The power that raised our Lord is in you. Before we finish this morning, I want to give you this time, if you haven't already, to, to grab your communion, to get yourself ready, so that we can take this together. Luke 22, verse 14 to 23. When the hour had come, he sat down, and the twelve apostles with him. Then he said to them, With vervent desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say to you, I will no longer eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Then he took the cup and he gave thanks. And he says, Take this. Divide it among yourselves, 
For I say to you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. He took the bread, gave thanks, and he broke it. And he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Likewise, he took the cup after supper, saying, This is the cup of the new covenant of my blood, which is shed for you. But before the hand of my betrayer is with me on the table, and truly the Son of Man goes as it has been determined, but woe to though to, to that man by whom he betrayed. Then they began to question among themselves of which of them it was who would do this thing. I want you now to spend some time to take your communion with your family. Family, thank you for joining us th this morning. If you need prayer, please uh, let us know via Facebook or on our website. We want to pray in agreement with you. We want to stand with you during during this season. You, you need to know that you're not alone. We are with you. Um, also, before we finish our service this morning, a huge congratulations to Sam and to Tintin for the birth of their beautiful daughter. We are praying for you both. We love you. Um, we are excited. We can't make, wait to meet her. We just pray a blessing over your family during this time. I know it can be very difficult through this time, but you need to know that we are with you in Jesus' name. Also, tomorrow, I want you to join us um, at 12 o'clock for devotion as we come together again. Um, just uh, some time of encouragement. Now let us pray this morning. Father, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for your love. Thank you for your sacrifice. And thank you for the power that resides in each and every one of us. Lord, I pray that you continue to, to walk with us during the season, that, you, that you'll continue to be with us during the season. May you bless the hearers. May you bless those who are joining us. May you bless their families. May you bless their neighborhoods. And may you bless their nations. May you be glorified in this Resurrection Sunday. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen.